Blog Talk Radio. This program has been made possible by Weatherby Asset Management. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest. Weatherby Asset Management is dedicated to providing exceptional wealth management services by forming partnerships built on trust, understanding, and thoughtful advice. For more than 20 years, they've been offering objective perspective, personalized planning, and sophisticated investment management to individual investors and families, as well as pension plans, foundations, and endowments. Contact them at www.weatherby.com. Weatherby Asset Management, located in San Francisco and New York City. Finally, a global program specifically for wealthy, philanthropic women who are humble, gracious leaders. Sylvia Global's host, Gail Sylvia, invites you to join her in these conversations with first ladies of nations, households, business, and communities. Trustworthy, live conversations with women from around the globe provides a place for your voice to connect with women of integrity, passion, and purpose. Now, here's your host, Gail Sylvia. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm extremely excited. Um, we have a wonderful guest, a um, couple of guests on sylviaglobal.com today. First is Jessica Cox. Jessica holds the Guinness World Book record for being the first armless person in aviation history to earn a pilot certificate. Convinced that the way we think has a greater impact on our lives and our physical constraints, Jessica has pursued um, music. She's earned a degree in psychology from the University of Arizona, and since obtaining her license, she has traveled to more than 18 countries sharing her inspirational message. Jessica, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's nice to hear your voice. Also joining us today is documentary filmmaker Nick Spark. Um, Nick uh, is the, gosh, he's the producer and um, responsible for an Emmy Award film called Legend of Poncho Barnes that is also a film that has won the L.A. Women's Film Festival, and he is involved in a film project with Jessica Cox, which we'll talk about during this next 30 minutes. Nicholas, thanks for being here today. Uh, my pleasure, Gail. Thank you very much. Yeah, our honor to have both of you. Jessica, let's just start from the beginning. Tell us your story. Well, I was born without arms, and it was a complete shock to my parents who had no expectation of a disability, and I went through life. They made the decision not to pamper me and give me any special attention, so they raised me like they raised my older brother and my younger sister, and they expected the same, and they always told me that I could do anything I wanted to do, and so I went through public schooling all the way up through the University of Arizona then went on to pursue pilot, a pilot certification and became the first pilot to fly an airplane with her feet, and now travel the globe and um, doing motivational talks, and, and so far 18 different countries, and using my uh, disability, or I actually see it as, a, as an asset, to inspire other people and let them know that, you know, anything is possible, and that uh, you don't necessarily have to have all four limbs to be a complete whole person. And that's uh, my story. How have your your 
your siblings um, reacted to your success? Well, my older brother, and he was like any other older brother. He pretty much, um, you know, he was protective over me. He he just saw me as his kid sister. He didn't treat me any different. My siblings actually did not see me any different than um, anyone else in, in their in their life. They didn't see the fact that I didn't have arms. They saw me as Jessica, and I just happened to be different, and they didn't see me any different. So they treated me just like any other brother and sister would. How do you... How do you handle it, Jessica, with pe- when people stare? How do you know from an early age and even through you know to now? You know, how do you maintain the spirit of optimism and co- self confidence when you know that people are looking looking at the outside of you through a different lens, but yet your message and your life exemplify so much more than they're able to see. Well, it was definitely a journey, uh, initially, especially during those junior high and high school years. It was so difficult to be different and stared at and um, people curious. And it, and, and I became very self-conscious and very aware of it, the extra tension I had. And I didn't like it at all. And in fact, I, I hated it. I hated being different. I'd often wear long sleeve sweaters draped over my shoulder so it wasn't so obvious. But even in the summer months when you wouldn't be wearing a sweater, I, you know, you couldn't really keep the sweater on. And so I had to put up with the staring. And, and at times I just really absolutely hated it and I didn't know what to do about it. And, and somehow throughout uh, developing my confidence and, and the support of my family and friends, I came out of that. And it wasn't something that happened overnight. But in time, I grew to be confident and realized that this could be a great opportunity, and sure enough, it has. Um, every day I go out in public places, and everyone is caught off guard. They, you know, they, they stare at me, and they give me the attention that as a junior high and high school student I absolutely hated, and now I see it as an opportunity to show them what's possible and that it's okay to be different, and you can be confident about that difference. What message was whispered into your ears or spoken out loud in your home during those moments of frustration in junior high and high school that were, that were able to keep you encouraged? Well, when I think about it, there were even difficult times as a, as a young child and, and when I started to realize at five or six or even four that I was different. And I went home to my mom and would always ask her, you know, why did God make me this way? And she would say, you know, God has a great plan for you and just be patient. And that somehow sufficed my curiosity and my frustration at, at times. And sure enough, I'm finding out that there, there is a bigger plan, and he has had this plan since day one. And so for me, it was about my faith and that support that I had through my family. What's your bigger plan that you see him having for you now? Well, I don't even know if I can see it all even at the <laughs> age of 30 because I, every single day I'm learning and affecting more people and and just, you know, even with this documentary we're working on, there's no telling how many millions of people we'll be able to reach and touch and give hope to. Now, you were featured in, uh, I mean, you've been on national and international broadcasts such as CNN and 
um, numerous other shows, Ellen DeGeneres Show. Um, you're being featured right now on some local broadcasts. What were those stories about? Well, they just actually aired about 30 minutes ago, and they were about this trip that we are planning and it's a trip to Ethiopia. We're planning on including that as the last segment of this documentary that um, Nick Spark will talk more about. And we're planning a trip to Ethiopia, and we're trying to raise the funds to make it possible to bring a film crew, to bring my husband and I, fly out to Addis Ababa and, and go out to some of the rural areas with Handicap International, which is a Nobel Peace Prize winning organization and help them at their efforts of having inclusive education for children with disabilities. How did you connect with Handicap International? Well, that's something that Nick actually worked on, mm-hmm. and when they found out about my story and what we wanted to do, they were just overjoyed and have been pretty much excited about it ever since that day. So. Nick, why don't you jump in here and you know, let's hear a little bit about your background and what brought you to um, filmmaking and why you see that as being such an extremely valuable tool in getting messages out, such as those of the Handi- of Handicap International and Jessica Cox. Well, there, there really is nothing like uh, film as a medium to to reach people and connect with their emotions and. Um, when you have a, a darkened room that people are sitting in and, and seeing a story unfold in front of them, you really have their full attention, and that's um, a platform I've always been drawn to, and I've, I've just always been interested in um, showing people stories that inspire them and, and touch them. And when I met Jessica, it was sort of irresistible to start working with her because I think as just as you've already heard from her today, her story is so positive and inspiring and so far removed from all the negativity that I think we see on on TV and in the media all day that um, um, it's hard not to just get swept up in it. Why women in aviation? (laughs) Well, you're referring to my previous project, which also was about... uh, uh, a woman who happens to be a pilot. I don't necessarily think that, you know, there is a connection there. Um, but Jessica's story really is about somebody turning a what could have been a crisis or a, a very tough thing that happened to them into an opportunity. And um, her story really is unique, and it's about the, the human spirit in my mind. And... Um, uh, you know, aviation is certainly a component of it that I do find um, really interesting because I think by achieving flight, and that was something that, you know, Jessica could tell you that I think there were a lot of naysayers and people who said it was just simply impossible that a person with arms would ever fly a plane. But by doing that and and, and achieving that and all the other things she's achieved, I mean, she really... Um, it gave her a type of self-confidence and, and a feeling of accomplishment that I think few of us can really appreciate. But it, um, you know, it's very touching. I think that story. You know, the um, 
Jessica, when we first met, it was at an event that I was doing a test run on that ended up having, you know, close to, well, we had about 608 attendees throughout the city of Tucson, and that event was called Girls Fly. And I thought it was extremely important for everyone to, that whole purpose of Girls Fly, to be able to believe in themselves, you know, and to be encouraged around their own dreams and their own purpose, and then to cap off the day with a message from someone with um, that has accomplished more than most people would even begin to dream of when they put their limitations at the forefront of their decision-making and how you exemplify putting those limitations, you know, being aware of them, but not letting them be the sole determiner, um, determining factor of what we pursue. And girls fly, you know, we use the aviation um, symbols, but it was it's about just like your life, and Nick, it sounds like with your film, it's about so much more than just flight. It's, it's the power of the human spirit to believe in what we're capable of doing versus what we're not capable of doing. Um, Nicholas, how are you capturing this? How can our listeners support what you're capturing in the film, and what exactly is the film about in Ethiopia more specifically? Well, um, right now, we, we did have this marvelous opportunity to drop into our laps, which is that Jessica has been invited to, to go to Ethiopia, which is a place that I think we kind of can't appreciate how tough it is to be alternately abled in a place like that. From what we understand, if one is born with a disability or happens to become disabled, you're really shunted to the outskirts of society and, and you don't receive an education and that's precisely what Handicap International is working against and the reason they have a pilot program there. And the purpose of Jessica's visit would be specifically to go and to go to these schools where they have made it possible for these um, children to attend these schools. But it's also um, you know, not just to mentor those children and work with their parents and give them a sense of self-esteem and a sense of a future, but I think just as important is to um, hopefully get on TV and radio um, in Ethiopia and spread the message to that society that, um, you know, one can accomplish great things despite um, a physical disability. And... Um, as Jessica sort of talked about, we this is a this is a trip that is, you know, it's not cheap, and we're raising money through the crowdsourcing website Indiegogo to fund it. And um, fortunately, we're doing this entire project through a um, nonprofit 501c3, the International Documentary Association. And so, if you're able to make a uh, donation, it, it is a tax deduction. And um, the best way to, to find out about this is through Jessica's website, which is rightfooted.com. And you will find the link there to Indiegogo. You can also go to Indiegogo and type in rightfooted, and you will find us. Jessica, what are you hoping to accomplish in Ethiopia? Well, I think that 
even more than the accomplishment of becoming a pilot and and um, and just uh, and, and getting a black belt in Taekwondo and some of the things that I have on my resume is, is more of the accomplishment as a person who was insecure about being differently able to now someone who's confident and is a whole person. I think helping share that message that even though someone has a disability, they can still be, they should still be a whole, complete person. And that message is what I hope to share with them as well as help others realize that in order to see what's possible, you have to be first given the opportunity. So if, if someone's not given an opportunity to do Taekwondo, dance, or, or starting off with even just a basic school education, they can't even build a foundation to see what's possible um, uh, beyond that. So I think it's important for them to understand that my story is just as much as it's about possibility, it's also about opportunity. And it should be given to anyone, regardless of them being disabled or not. Contributions, again, Nick, can be made where? Well, through Indiegogo. Indiegogo.com, and you just type in right-footed, and you'll find uh, a lot of information about our project, including um, a trailer and also a video from Jessica explaining her ongoing work and why this film is so important. Jessica, will you be leading any leadership, doing any leadership workshops while you're there? I I think we do plan on, on doing some probably talks, but I think the most important thing we'll be meeting with families and with some of the decision makers in the country and, and just sharing with them on a one-on-one basis. But who knows if there's an opportunity to be in front of many students and maybe easier to just to do a typical keynote address, which is what I typically do. Oh, you travel quite a bit, Jessica. You've been to, you know, the last count that I was aware of was 18. It may have surely exceeded that by now. When you, um, you know, of the countries that you've been to, how often do you have an opportunity like the one you're being presented with in Ethiopia? Well, this is actually going to be a very first experience for me because when I go to other countries, it's usually for a corporate event or some sponsored event of of some sort, training, seminars, um, that type of area. But this is unique in that I'm actually going to be focusing in on children with disabilities, and that's the first time I've ever taken a trip like that. And very, I'm, um, my husband and I are super excited about it and uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, what we're excited about supporting you with this at Sylvia Global is taking um, – the, the power of opportunity plus the human spirit and the girls fly event to other nations. And we're using Sylvia Global Media as this digital broadcasting platform in order to give, especially women and girls, people with disabilities in other countries, a platform to also speak, hear, and share messages like the ones that you're sharing with them right now, and to amplify their voice and to include them visually on our platform so that they can be encouraged and reminded, plus remind others, be reminded 
of not only their worth, but how much more they're capable of being able to do and to inspire them as well. Um, Just, you know, what would be your, your words of encouragement to someone who's listening right now that, uh, you know, feels frustrated with life and discouraged, you know, with whatever they might perceive their disability to be? Well, it's so easy to see from um, see life from a victim mentality. And one of the things I was fortunate to have was um, my, my parents who my dad has said on a number of occasions he has never once shed a tear about my birth condition. He didn't see me as a victim. And so because he didn't see me as a victim, I grew up not believing I was not a victim of a handicap or disability, but that I just happened to be different. And it's amazing how if you have that attitude of not being a victim, how much more empowered you can be with your circumstances or challenges or whatever you're faced with. And my mom always told me that I can do anything, and God has a great plan for you. And so is it true for every single person. There's a picture of you on your website with the Pope. What is What role has faith played in your life and how? Faith has been probably the point, uh, has been there for the the times in my life where not even, no matter what anyone says, no matter what anyone does, it can't comfort me in the way that I need to be comforted. And so for me, faith is phenomenal. Faith is there and everywhere. And for me, that is what has given me the strength to overcome challenges and know that I'm not alone, to overcome being different and feeling alienated by stares or um, people in, you know, in society or whatever it is. And so whatever challenge it is, I, I have a great faith, and I realize that had I not been challenged in the way that I have in my life, I don't know if my faith would be as strong as it is today. Mm. So through those challenges, through those obstacles and circumstances, it's actually helped me grow closer to God in a way that I couldn't have had that if I was if I was born with arms. Nicholas, when you're working with individuals such as Jessica and Projects, um, what are some of the characteristics that help you be assured of a successful collaboration? Well, you know, with Jessica, it's, um, you know, I... I'm so fortunate that she's actually, you know, she is a public speaker and she's very much in, um, you know, she's confident of who she is now. I mean, I don't think she was always like that and that's really part of our story. But but she knows who she is and where she's headed and what she wants to do and that is um, uh, really wonderful because once you connect with with her, um, you really get, a lot of insight very quickly, and that's been been wonderful. She's been very very open with us, and um, and provided a really wonderful level of access, and and collaborated on this project, and it's been tremendous. I mean, we've had such memorable moments, including filming at her wedding, and um, we just got back from Arizona. We filmed Jessica as she did her very first skydive. Um, what? Which was which was pretty neat. <laughs> was yeah. that a part of your wedding? No, it was actually part of my thirtieth birthday. Was to go up on my first skydive. 
And when was your birthday? It was on Saturday, February 2nd. And mine was January 31st. Congratulations. When did you get married? Well, we got married, Patrick and I got married in on May 12, 2012. We've been married for about nine months now. Oh, congratulations, Jessica. Lots happened since you and I last connected. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Patrick, excuse me, not Patrick, Nicholas, how did you connect with Handicap International? Well, you know, in, in speaking to Jessica, um, you know, even when I first met her, she re- she talked about that one of her goals was to, um, you know, not just be a um, public speaker and a, and a corporate speaker who traveled the world, but to be somebody who had some degree of independence and could advocate for the things she was interested in and, and talk about all these issues that, that you've so eloquently raised on the show. And... Um, you know, we we tried to connect with um, organizations where we felt there would be a, a natural sync, and Handicap International responded almost right away. And I think, um, you know, they just saw in her somebody who is uh, a role model and who is an advocate and somebody who can, you know, hopefully reach a lot of people. And I. I've seen it firsthand following her. It's been wonderful to, to see how she affects people. And, you know, it's not just people with physical disabilities. No, um, not at of all. Of course not. It's, it's, yeah. it's anybody who faces any kind of challenge in their exactly. life or has had any kind of crisis about who they are. I think we can all appreciate it. And when Jessica says this line, um, you know, if I can fly a plane what can you do, I mean, that really reaches people. I I know it reached me. Jessica, um, and I'm so sorry, you know, we're coming close to to having to wrap up this broadcast, and I do hope, Jessica and Nicholas, that you'll both come back. And let's have you come back, plan to come back with a representative from Handicap International very soon because we want to make sure that our audience is aware of what you're doing and not only can support you um, for this film project, but to provide ongoing support for all of the work that you're doing, Jessica, that you're doing, Nicholas, in documentary films and what Handicap International is doing. You know, Jessica, if you can fly a plane, you know, what others, you know, what they can think about themselves being able to do, what's the, you know, what's that question that you ask yourself? What else is there that you want to do that you haven't yet done? Wow, that's a good question, and I almost don't have an answer for it because I I think that every day is a new opportunity, and you know, I don't really know what what new opportunities lie ahead, but there are so many that I'm just open and ready for them. And um, there are still things that I'd like to accomplish. Um, I used to say that I, I'd never experienced how to rock climb, and I went off and experienced how to climb up a rock climbing wall pretty much a couple months ago. And um, but there's. I'm sure there's there's so much more out there, so I don't I don't exactly have anything in particular right now. I, and we're working right now on this documentary, knowing how much it's going to affect so many lives. And um, I'm open for any other opportunities out there. 
Well, thank you for giving us an, us an opportunity to do our best to get your message out there and to support you. Um, our listeners, you can learn more about Jessica Cox and Nicholas Sparks and their upcoming film and, with Handicap International in Ethiopia at our website. You can go to sylviaglobal.com, which is Sylvia Global Media. sylviaglobal.com, you will see Jessica um, on our homepage. And what's the date that you're planning to depart for Ethiopia? What's the deadline here? April 2nd is when we're planning to leave, but we're okay. hoping to buy tickets well in advance of that. Well so. in advance, so let's do this quickly. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Again, you can also go to Indiegogo.com. Is that correct, Nicholas, or .org? Yeah, no, it's dot, yeah, dot .com. Dot .com, and make a contribution there. Thank you for being here today, and Jessica, I look forward to talking to you soon, very soon. Nicholas, a pleasure to meet you by voice, and I look forward to Thank meeting you, you in person soon. Come back again. Have a wonderful weekend. You too. Thank you. You've been listening to Sylvia Global with your host, Gail Sylvia. Become a subscriber to Sylvia Global for unique listener opportunities. Follow on Twitter and like them on Facebook. For more information, go to www.sylviaglobal.com. That's Sylvia, S-Y-L-V-I-A, global, G-L-O-B-A-L.com. 